Hey, hi, hello, and what's up, everyone? It's your girl, Howie K, with another episode of Typical Podcast. Today, I'm here with... Lauren. And we're going to get into some things today, but first, I would love for Lauren to introduce herself. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Lauren. Um, I'm here with my girl, Hawa. Um, we've known each other since high school. Uh, we took some classes together in IB, and we just go back way into the day. Um, way into the days, y'all. <laughs> um, but a little bit about me. I work full-time as a copywriter at an advertising agency. Um, but on the side, I like to consider myself a part-time artist. Um, I love doing painting, specifically with acrylics. And my favorite thing to paint would have to be portraits, but I love exploring different styles and just uh, scratching another part of my brain with creativity. Wow. Thank you, Lauren. And no, you, you don't only do portraits, you definitely do a whole lot of other things. Like um, you design graduation caps, you just use like a lot of mediums. Um, yeah, to your art. It's so cool to see that. Yeah, I really um, a lot of my art it's commission based, and so people typically come to me and they you know request certain arts, like you said, like the graduation caps, or sometimes people come to me and ask for family portraits, or sometimes they want something a little bit more abstract. So I kind of when I say that I'm flexible with my styles and stuff, I'm pretty much also flexible in terms of like what people want and kind of making their visions come to life. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, um, before we um, get into um, talking more about your artwork and everything, um, would you like to play a game? Um, just a, um, an icebreaker before we get yeah. into things. Okay, yeah, cool. Y'all, we're going to play Eliminate 1 out of 4, and the theme is, okay, since Lauren is here, I guess let's just have the theme as art mediums. How about that? Okay. So, portrait, um, cardboard, graduation cap, because I know that's what you do, mm -hmm. photography. Okay. Um, if I had to eliminate one, I would probably say photography, um, simply because I have like no experience in that. I know I, back way back in the day, I was in like a club and I learned. Aperture. That's exactly why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were in the same club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know about aperture and, uh, you know, exposure, but mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty much it. So, um, I would have to say photography, though I do like the you know the art of it I can admire it from afar right but okay. I can't do it myself <laughs> got you got you for me I guess I would have to say graduation cap because I don't know how you do it yeah they they can definitely be a little complicated it's like such a small canvas and um but like usually the way I do it as I paint on construction paper and then I glue it on top of the graduation cap and that makes it like worlds worlds easier like way easier than painting directly on the cap um so yeah okay got it got it okay all right so 
let's get into um your interview questions then okay all right so lauren how did you like get started when it came to um your art and when did you start um taking your art seriously okay so when I got started with art way back when I was very little. I'm self-taught. So a lot of the things that I originally learned was online. So I like to look at a lot of YouTube tutorials. And when I say young, I mean like six, seven years old. So when I was doing, yeah. So like when I was doing these YouTube tutorials, I was basically watching like, you know, character designs of like SpongeBob, drawing Mm -hmm. SpongeBob or like specifically I... I was really into Sonic the Hedgehog, not really sure why, (laughs) Um, but that was something that I would just watch and copy and learn because when it comes to being an artist, the best way to learn is, is copying other people's art. You shouldn't sell the art, but it's really good practice to copy other people's art because it helps you figure out like what you like what you don't like and from experiencing other styles you can figure out how to create your own so that's how I started originally just like seeing art that I liked and kind of just replicating it but of course keeping it to myself and just building my skills from there And then when I started taking it seriously, I would say probably when I was just way older, like throughout the years, you know, I would do projects for my mom, for like my family, if they were like, hey, make this poster, you know, do this, that, and the third kind of thing. But I would say in terms of getting commissions and selling art, I would say I got more serious in the last three years. I started making my own Instagram page where I kind of just had a space where I posted whatever art that I was making. And typically people come to me and they're like, hey, can you make this for me? And, you know, we talk about it, we work through it, and I uh, give them a piece based off what they ask. Um, But yeah, I I would say I probably started getting serious in the past few years. Okay. Yeah, I think 2020 is when everybody started to, like, take whatever hobby, whatever thing that they like to do and just turn it into something more, whether it was. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, y'all, she actually designed my first logo for this I podcast. Did. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was definitely a different medium. I mean, I in college I learned how to use like Adobe Illustrator and stuff like that. So, oh okay. Yeah, the little design that I did for you that was actually one of the first projects, like the first kind of like visual art projects. Yeah, I had to make like a portrait of myself using those um, shapes and whatnot. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a different medium, but it was fun making it. Mm. So, like, why do you think, like, when it um comes to art, like, why do you think it's um important to have, like, diversity in um visual art, especially now? Yeah. So, I think it's important to have diversity in uh, visual art because it's all about representation. Like, I know I personally love painting black people. That's kind of my thing. I love painting 
black celebrities I like painting just black models black figures in general and even if it's like abstract um it still has some resemblance resemblance to a a black person so that's kind of my realm but Mm -hmm. I think but I do that because I think representation is so important like in the world you you always see um white faces and white culture dominating the mainstream yeah and so I really think that it's important on the ground level I'm like obviously I'm not mainstream or you know manifesting maybe one day I will be but I think (laughs) (laughs) I think at this ground level it's important Mm -hmm. to like build my foundation um and uh do work that represents myself and so that other people can see themselves in my work and eventually if I were to grow and I were to become more successful in the art world um that way I already have like uh I can already like walk the talk you know what I'm saying like I've been doing this from the very beginning so yes I think diversity is so important because black people deserve to see themselves in art especially since they're the ones they're the ones who drive it well I guess I say we're the ones we're we're the ones who drive it like the blueprint basically right we're the blueprint exactly but I feel like I don't know personally like I, I guess I've seen like maybe too many movies but I've seen like the art world it's like I'm not saying it's declining, but I guess because of Instagram and social media, I don't think it's like the same as it used to be. Or maybe like I'm just, I'm not in really in the know because maybe there's like an underground art scene that I don't know about mm-hmm. uh, within different areas. But like, I just feel like when it comes to visual art more than like music, I it, it's like not the same. Like, I don't know if there's like another Basquiat, if there's like another heavy hitter black artists that like everybody knows about you know like do you think that type of thing is going to come back or do you think that's like that was just for like a certain time period and we have our own new version of that um I think it's very pop I feel like I feel like in the digital world visual fine art isn't as appreciated as it used to be Mm -hmm. um which is why I think figures like Basquiat and um just throwing out other popular artists like they're not black but like Andy Warhol and stuff like that like I think they they got so big and they were so influential because we they didn't live in a digital world and so everything everything back then creatively was built from scratch like even if you think of all these different fonts you see on these posters and stuff, people used to hand cut fonts and do everything by hand. I feel like there was just a different appreciation for little things like that back then mm-hmm. that, that just doesn't exist now. And I'm not saying it's not possible to have, you know, popular figures like that, but I think there's such a, like a hyper focus on, digital art and like the internet period that 
it's just not as easy so like what do you think is the new version of that for like today's generation you think like instagram photos or maybe tiktoks are like the new um Mm. appreciated art form now yeah i think um, I guess we could say NFTs. Are NFTs? Like a pre- yeah. <laughs> Girl, I, okay, I know I did an episode on it. I still haven't made one yet. I'm going to be honest. I've, I made an episode on NFTs. I still haven't made one. I'm still... I'm I haven't conf- made one either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still confused when it comes to cryptocurrency in general. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, me too. <laughs> okay? Some of the girls have a crypto wallet. I'm like... What yeah, <laughs> I am not torn. Those crypto wallets are just like flash drives, huh? They're well, I well, my family, um, some of them partake of cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and my dad, his his crypto wallet, it's like a flash drive. Um, I what? could not tell you how okay. it works, <laughs> but it has like all these different passwords on it, mm-hmm. and it just like protects your crypto. Um, look, it don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're like, do you want to, uh, do you want to invest? I'm like, uh, not, yet. not really, not right now. Mm. I have other things to worry about right now. Bills. So yes. not right now. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, I definitely see what you mean. Um, NFTs being that new version, but I feel like it's not necessarily, the popularized version just yet where I see everybody using it I think when the metaverse and all that other stuff is like set in stone in like Mm -hmm. the next few years that's when we'll see probably another renaissance of art just Mm -hmm. not now yeah and I don't know I think in terms of like you know besides NFTs I think with the world of like TikTok and stuff and mm-hmm. everybody's trying to blow up and yeah. become popular, usually you have to like feed into trends to get that attention. Definitely. Um and even then, like I feel like sometimes it's hard to just straight up post your work. Like usually like on TikTok, for example, people want to see like some really cool transitions and like you like see the process and do this and flip it and (laughs) definitely like I think as a TikTok connoisseur myself yeah I feel like when it comes to art a lot of people just want to see like the psychedelic version of that Mm -hmm. not really um not not like basic but like not like um typical concepts that are really used anymore and like unless like you said you have like a cool um transition into um your art journey which I feel like that's really hard to do Mm -hmm. like for a lot of people especially like I I feel like that's a personal thing that you can't really just post unless like you know you are 110% seasoned in the game you know right but um, I think when it comes to art, you definitely need to um, be in, like, what's trending. But, like, do you feel like originality in that aspect is, like, long gone or um, a dying thing now because of that? I think I think originality isn't dying necessarily. Like, I mean, yes, there's trends, but at the same time, I feel like people blow up because there's something unique about whatever it is that 
um, they're putting their spin on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's something about it that makes it stand out compared to all the hundreds of thousands of people who are doing trends. So I think originality is still there, but it's like, how do you see what's popular and how do you have your own spin on it, which what is what makes it original? True, true. I can see that. Like... I guess that's like the hard part of it all just trying to see how to be original but still um do something that's like kind of trending relevant at the same time. yeah relevant. yeah mm-hmm. but you know sometimes sometimes you're lucky and and people admire something that's that they've never seen before which yeah it, it does do well at times um yeah and like an art world I know definitely like when I'm on TikTok I see a lot of people they really love like the minimalist uh tattoos like kind of vibe like you said like the psych- psychedelic that te- that tends to like have a lot of likes and whatnot but it's re- it's really rare when i see like traditional art i right. think also which i mean there's a lot of definitions of traditional art but i think also a lot of people love like uh hyper realism as okay, well. can you go into that? Like, explain to the people what hyperrealism is. Right. Uh, so, hyperrealism is basically people make portraits, or even like it could be landscapes. It could be really anything. It's just <laughs> like a painting that looks so realistic that it literally can look like a photo. Like oh, somebody took a picture. Okay. Yeah. 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 That That's also a- pretty popular. Yeah, but that's like extremely hard to do. Yeah, so very saying, hard. Extremely. So, like <laughs> extremely. Like you need like a certain type of pencil or pen in order to even achieve that. Yeah, but even even then like sometimes people think that you need certain tools to make art, but at mm-hmm. yeah, at the end of the day, it's not about the tools, about the artist mm-hmm. and their skills. So I think people could even use like Crayola pencils and be able to make a hyper realistic portrait. Um, But yeah, it takes like a lot of time and a lot of details. I personally don't have the patience to do something like that, uh, but I applaud people who can. Would you, um, would you ever apply your art in like clothing? Because I also see a lot of artists tend to, um, apply their artwork into stuff like pillow well pillows aren't clothing but like Mm -hmm. into maybe blankets into um uh you remember that one trend where people used to just design pants like paint their pants yeah and um of course I know you also paint shoes right I have done that before I I've painted uh shoes before but nothing crazy I haven't done like any like you know crazy designs on shoes but Mm -hmm. I've painted clothes some people have come to me to uh paint on their hoodies and their jackets um so I have kind of dabbled in the clothing world but I wouldn't say I've necessarily uh designed specifically for clothes people are just kind of like oh like can you put your greek can I, can I put, can you put my Greek letters on my jacket? 
or oh, something okay. like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's calm. Yeah, back a few years ago, I painted like a logo for a rap group that somebody liked. So it's just kind of like stuff like that, like people want to wear. I haven't really done my own original clothing design, but I will say recently I did do a a merchandise line with my Ooh. agency. Oh yeah, I've seen that. You could you could tell tell them about that. You know, just a a plug. Yeah, yeah, a little plug, plug, plug. Okay, so um, basically, my advertising agency they have this store called RPA Goods, and basically, it's a company store where typically they have interns create different merchandising lines that they sell within the agency or you know whoever had the link and wants to support um and each collection can have like different themes it always supports like a charity so sometimes it might be like toy themed another time it's just like agency representation kind of thing but um this time around they came to me and they wanted me to create something for black history month and um Basically, what we would sell is like t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and stuff like that. And they wanted me to create like a concept that they could use on this merchandise. So I came up with like a few different concepts. Of course, it's for like Black History Month. So I, I wanted to definitely highlight like Black beauty, Black excellence, just like being unapologetically Black. But I definitely knew I didn't want to do something that was something you could find at an African-American museum shop. Like, I wasn't going to go down the Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. Okay, gotcha. Right. So um, I kind of just explored different themes. And I finally landed on a theme about, like, allyship and... Basically, what I created, I did two different canvases, and each is, like, a Black woman, and the other is a Black man, and they're both holding these bouquets of pansy flowers, and so I wanted it to be about allyship. The the collection is called Our Flowers, and basically, it's surrounded around the idea that people shouldn't support Black lives after they're gone. You know, like, it was... Doing it, was mm-hmm, it was inspired by how, like, in 2020, everybody was taken to the streets and they were posting all these Instagram uh, charities and the, the different yeah. colorful the room, quotes. All of that. Yeah, read the room, all of that. And it was on and popping in 2020, but then specifically in the summer but then a few months later the support literally dropped like statistically people said like we don't support black lives matter the movement specifically but obviously like that can be applied to just like black lives in general yeah exactly um yeah so I wanted the artwork to be about allyship because um my agency is predominantly white and and yeah so typically people at the agency are the audience Mm -hmm. um but for this collection we kind of opened it to uh, a a wide variety of people but usually it's uh so it's open to the public 
Yes, it's open okay. to the public. Okay. Um, but typically it's like within the agency. So I knew I wanted to do something about allyship. And so I, I created these characters holding bouquets of flowers um, to represent the fact that people should give us our respect. They should give us like our justice now mm-hmm. while we're alive and breathing and not when we're just like a name on the screen. Right. Or a hashtag. Yeah. Or a hashtag. And so I chose pansies because pansies are one of those flowers that survive the winter and then they also live really beautiful in the spring as well and so I thought that was just like a good metaphor kind of like how we need support um whether things are on and popping or Mm -hmm. whether everything's fine and dandy well nothing's ever really fine and dandy but you know what I mean like yeah not when it's not on the news I should say exactly when it's not like a a dire thing that's happening right like when you when you I feel like when stuff like that happens people feel forced to support because people are gonna yeah out of pity or even just like they feel like the world's looking at them and they're like well Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do like you didn't repost anything like you didn't put a black screen like wait I need I need to put it back a black screen because people are going to judge me for not putting a black screen on my Instagram you know what I mean yeah (laughs) a hundred percent and like at the end of the day it's like when that's all said and done they still don't really care about it it's just it was just a trend basically at the end right it was a trend so with the art I was trying to communicate the fact that you know we need we need support beyond the trends like we right. need it every single day right that's the only way it's going to get better exactly I love that that's beautiful especially this month yes um so I'll just you know I'll plug the website real quick um oh. it is okay so it's teespring.com slash stores slash rpa and Teespring is T E E S P R I N G dot com slash stores slash RPA. Period. Yes. And that'll be live um, all February. But it, it gets shut down probably like March 1st. <laughs> okay, y'all. So we only have a couple weeks for real, two yes. weeks. In like yes. two days, so yeah, you know, February is the shortest um, month of the year, so get into that. Yes, get into it. Let's get into the questions, our interview questions. Okay. What are your um, favorite pieces and designs? I'm assuming um, was one of that was um, that that you just mentioned. Is that one of your um, favorite pieces and designs that you um, curated? I do like, I I would say it's probably one of my favorite ones. I like how it's, it's really simple, but it has like a powerful, powerful message. Like I, I was very intentional with what colors I used and, and like, like I said, with the pansies, like I had like a metaphoric reason for picking the pansies. So this, this one was definitely one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always, I have like this portrait of Beyonce on my wall that I painted that I will have to say <laughs> is probably that. one of my favorite ones as well. It's from a scene from Black is King. And it was like my, she loves her some Beyonce. I do love Beyonce. She's, it's like hanging on the wall next to my lemonade album. So I have like a, a Beyonce corner here. Okay, a Beyonce shrine, if you will. Oh, no, 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 not a shrine. Okay, uh, a, a, wall, a wall of admiration. Gotcha, got it. Uh, yes, <laughs> okay. Um, so what are um, some of your other favorite pieces and designs that um, whether you've done them for other people or um, um, I would say another one that I really like, I recently did um. A, a really big collection it was like three different uh canvases each of them were 36 by 36 inches so they were pretty large wow. compared to what I typically do mm-hmm. and it was for my friend because she uh was you know getting ready to move into her house so it was basically kind of like a gift uh for housewarming but it was like this black white gold kind of like abstract piece where I would say the best way to describe it it was kind of like a street style like it was it's one of my favorites because abstract art isn't something that I typically do and when you think of abstract art I feel like some people are like you know I can I can throw like a a paint spot on the canvas and and this is good like when I tell you abstract art is just like a different part of the brain it just it's really hard to actually make shapes and splatters look good really okay yeah (laughs) it's super hard I feel that it's hard actually like you know especially in the eye of um certain people like art collectors though they could for some reason they can tell whether something was just thrown on um a piece of canvas and whether somebody was actually intentional with like the colors and the placement of everything so exactly so speaking of which what's like the most frustrating part of um your process especially since like you're very diverse in like all of your designs and everything like how do you say how do you like pinpoint what you're going to do do you like write it down or do you just go with the flow um it definitely depends because um like I said sometimes I do commissions so you know I kind of do those on like a rolling basis sometimes um but I would say like in terms of when I just want to create on my own I create whenever inspiration strikes and that can be uh in a week that could be in a, a month um okay. <laughs> because I don't know like sometimes I just feel like doing art sometimes I just want to sit down and just paint something sometimes I don't <laughs> and sometimes I just don't have time to right um, so how do you make the time to especially like with your busy schedule and everything like on top of working you do um commissions and then sometimes you want downtime to just draw for yourself like how do you make that time <laughs> um real answer I don't make that time <laughs> okay gotcha. <laughs> like if I mean if I have like 
I would say I typically paint the most on the weekends. Okay. So, you know, if I have, like, no plans, nothing to do on the weekend, I'll paint something. Um, But, you know, sometimes uh, I have to be in the mood to paint certain things. So, for example, a portrait, right? Like the Beyonce Mm -hmm. portrait. Mm -hmm. When I do portraits, mine, I would like to describe them as, like, semi-realism. So, I like to capture the features pretty accurately, but I'm nowhere near like hyper photorealistic at all. Right. But I do like to pay attention to the small details and replicate a person's face accurately. Um, so that takes like a lot of patience. So I have to be in the mood to, you know, stare at a face for like three hours and and like compare and contrast and compare and contrast and be like well why why it's something off about her face like oh her lips are too high up or Mm -hmm. oh her nose is like a little too big or something like that did you see that oh i'm sorry to interrupt you did you see that zendaya um the zendaya thing yes it's like that right it's it's exactly like that because it looks like her but it's like what it's It's something about this that looks off and you have to figure it out. Um, so right. that takes a lot of patience. But then sometimes when I'm in the mood to not think, like literally I don't want to think about this, I'll take a more like abstracty, like free flowing or like a illustrative kind of approach. Cause it's not, it's what I want. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to look like something. It's whatever I want to do at the time. It's all about you, boo. Yes, all about you, all about me period okay actually i have another question Mm -hmm. as somebody who likes to like um just paint on the side sometimes just like to relax and for fun i think one thing that's really frustrating is mixing colors for Uh it to look for you to like achieve a certain um look for your artwork how do you do that how can you tell like what color looks good um what color um, when it comes to like shading and stuff mm-hmm. how can you tell like what color is the right fit and it doesn't look too dark it doesn't look too light it's like just right okay well there's like a few different ways to approach colors mm-hmm. so if you if you're talking like skin tone I feel like skin tone is probably one of the things that I struggle the most with yeah it's like how do you make it look natural um as possible if that's what you're going for at least yeah that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah skin tones can be a real pain in the butt um usually when I'm painting a person of color specifically I use colors like raw sienna Mm -hmm. or um uh I can't even remember what it's called but dark uh raw umber colors like that because like skin tones have undertones they have like red yeah, yellow blue uh-huh. so you it's have like to take makeup basically it's like makeup yes yeah. so you have to take that into account like uh because you you just can't straight up put brown it's, yeah. just, it's not going to work it's not going to look natural um so you kind of just have to play I like I, I definitely look on youtube youtube helps a lot with skin tones because they'll show you how to add like just enough or uh of what you need to de- to get your desired lightness or your desired darkness or whatever you're going for. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's skin tone, but in terms of like color palettes, there's a lot of websites that build color palettes for you. And um, there's one specifically called, uh, let me see, it's called, oh yes, here it is. It's called coolers.co, it's C-O-O-L-O-R-S.co. And basically um, they make randomly generated color palettes for people. So like say for example, you have a color that you want you can put that color and then it'll randomly generate different palettes for you to see that color against other colors. Um, so it that's a helpful tool. And yeah, and then you can also play with like color families, like there's primary colors, there's complementary mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do colors that are all in the same family, like a blue with like different shades. So, yeah, there's different ways to decide what colors you want. But okay. coolers.co is a really nice tool if you want, like, a variety of colors in one. Okay, thank you, Lauren. Um, my yeah. very last question for you is, what advice do you have for any growing visual artists or people who, like, um, may want to take art a little bit more seriously? Um, I would have to say, um, go at your own pace because I mean, I'm just starting out and I wouldn't even consider myself to be like a fully developed artist or whatever, but Mm -hmm. just from what I see, like other artists on Instagram, usually they started very slow, which is very expected because you have to build like your clientele you have to build an audience you have to build like trust with people around you to come to you to do art because art can get expensive so you don't want to like just be commissioning anybody so you have to like build your own reputation and with that you just have to figure out like how committed you are to being an artist because like me I wouldn't say that I want to be like a full-time artist, but some people do, but okay. they, they're also juggling like uh, full-time jobs in addition to that. Yeah. So I don't know. You just kind of have to make time for it when you can. Uh, like I said, on the weekends is something that I do with my art when I have time, but you have to just make time for it and be patient with yourself because eventually you're going to build your clientele and stuff slowly but surely. And mm-hmm. at some point you can quit that job and, and do the art that you love to do full time. Okay. So just be patient with yourself and take your time to build. I got you. Got you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for um, being on here. I really appreciated your insight on being an artist, being a Black artist at that, and um, I guess a new digital world. So, um, yeah, you could plug in all your social media. Um, besides, you already plugged in one of the things that you're doing right now. You could plug in the rest <laughs> of your social media because I know you are a very popping girl. Yes, girl. Okay, cool. Thank you for having me.
I really enjoyed talking to you and I hope everybody enjoys this podcast. Um, in terms of my socials for my art page, you can follow me at heart.bylauren on Instagram. So that's heart like H-E-A-R-T period by Lauren on Instagram. If you want to follow my personal Instagram, <laughs> oh, my personal one is at lauren.tbh. And that's Lauren with an E. Okay, get it right. Okay, period. Um, and then I'll just plug the I'll plug the Teespring in one more time. The Teespring for the merch collection is T E E S P R I N G dot com slash store slash RPA. Yep. Yep. Okay. Stores with an S. Period. Period. All right. Thank you so much, Lauren. As always, you can follow me um, in the podcast at T-Y-P-I-C-E-L-P-O-D on Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram at as told by period Howard. And yeah, remember, this is all all platforms besides Apple Music. I'm working on it, y'all. Y'all know I just got my MacBook. So yeah. you know she official when you get a MacBook. Yeah, you know I am a yeah. creative now that I got a MacBook. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I hope y'all have a good rest of y'all week. Um, it's Valentine's um day week, so <laughs> don't get pregnant. Yeah, because I know I'm not getting no action. So. Neither am I. Well, we're gonna have a good Galentine's. Galentine's period, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, bye everyone. Bye.